Welcome to Truth Transistor Radio. This is the most awesomest podcast of all time. I'm your host, Rob Hendrick. This podcast is brought to you by Proverbs 1618. Hello, Truth Transistors. Welcome to episode number 36, and this will be called uh, Kingdoms of This World. And we're going to be looking at mainly two chapters, Daniel 2 and Daniel 7. And we will also discuss a little bit of the final beast empire and the end times uh, kingdoms. Um, So that's basically where we are focused on today. I'm a little bit emotional right now. Um, I had an emotional conversation with my girlfriend. And uh, something that we needed to talk about. And I was crying. I I started crying. I wasn't planning on doing that. Um, No, we didn't break up. But uh, just serious conversation, relationship stuff that everybody, I'm sure, has that is in a relationship has probably had and I've never had one like this before so you know um so forgive me uh, as I try to get my headspace right for this uh this episode it's kind of interesting how sometimes things happen uh you know in a in a in a way we don't expect um, I lead this coffee house once a month and we at, at my church and we do topics and the topic that was picked for this past Saturday, which was yesterday, uh, was giants, giants in the Bible and in archaeology and, and, you know, evidence for giants. And, uh, you know, this is something I, I pick my topics like three months in advance so that I can start to uh, you know, uh, announce them and everything. So this was already planned. And then if you look for a news article of, um, in Las Vegas where on a cop cam, um, there's a craft in the sky and this craft in the sky, uh, is crashes and there's a 911 call. Now, I can't show video here, but I, I will share this uh, audio clip real quick because this is quite interesting to uh, think about. It is the police call everybody will be talking about. Thanks for joining us here at 6 o'clock. I'm Denise Valdez. I'm Brian Loftus. A family says something crashed into their backyard, prompting them to call 911, saying they saw creatures walking around. Our 8 News Now investigators digging into this for weeks now. And tonight, our David Charns with the video you will only see on 8 News Now. David? Brian, Denise, sources telling the 8 News Now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed, whether it was non humans or not, it certainly scared the people living on this property. Now, before we show you that video, listen to their call for help. 
there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually weird. So there's two, terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot. Nine feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Big eyes, they have big eyes. Okay. Like, like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and... And they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. Okay. Well, the 8 News Now investigators obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard. You'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night, but the big question is, what was it and is it all connected? Leave her alone. It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this, something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later. There's, a, there's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Someone calls 911, reporting two large figures in their backyard. Uh, no, I'm so nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Evelyn saw a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a... Like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long, top. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did it, you yeah, see I'm anything land see. in your backyard? Or they see like a big. That's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Police walk into the backyard to investigate, but Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear? They're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might sound like a really dumb question. But did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those, if, those, if those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is quite weird, Brian was saying during as we're watching this story. Now, we've been in, been in contact with the family in that video, and as you heard in that 911 call, they seem very reasonable mm -hmm. and honestly quite scared as you heard them in the call. No, um, it, they don't seem impaired in any way. And whatever crashed by the time that police got there was gone. But sources say that there's really no dispute. Something was in their yard exactly what? We do not know. I mean, it's so interesting. So, like, the metro officers see something, the neighbors see something. I mean, so what could it be? Well, we know that there are obviously a lot of military bases around this area. Uh, George Knapp covers a lot of that stuff for us on the 80s Now Investigators. We're showing you drone video from above that area. And we know, of course, Creech not far away, Nellis Air Force Base not far. I checked in with them. They say they are not involved at all, and we are waiting to hear from the Pentagon as well. Hmm.
And you talk to these people. It seemed completely legitimate to you. And, and do you have any personal thoughts on maybe what it was? Right. So it seems from talking to our sources that something happened. There was obviously some flash in the sky. A lot of people saw it that night on uh, the night of April 30th, early in the morning on May 1st. Did that exact thing land in their yard? I don't know, but these people said they saw some SUV circling the area. Could this have, could this have been some piece of equipment that malfunctioned? Maybe they saw something and then someone came. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> right. Someone came and Picked retrieved it, it from the backyard <laughs> right. in the SUV. We don't know. This all comes as uh, a former high-level intelligence officer, an air a veteran, was on News Nation talking about how there is a program where the government collects some unidentified objects. So this might be that. We just don't know. We're going to work to find and, out, though. And Brian no Dave. substances. They were looking no with clear substances. eyes. Very interesting. Not report. big buggy eyes, though. This, like is, <laughs> this is really unique. Thank you, David. Okay, so that's quite interesting. Um, now, that's local news in Las Vegas, I believe. Uh, now, there's several videos that I think from several different stations where they discuss it. And uh, you can look that up yourself. A couple of things to make comments on. First of all, they blacked out in the video whenever they got to the person's yard. And they said it was because it was private property. However, I, I have a hard time believing that because I'm pretty sure that the news, um, the, the, the show Cops, for example, or other news stuff will have video in people's private property all the time so why now that they decide to uh, use that excuse I don't know but um, you know I mean if it was me I mean it's one thing if somebody were to video stuff in my house I might say that's I rather that not be on television but in the backyard, especially when something was there and if they saw something, if there's like, uh, apparently there's like an imprint where, uh, like a round imprint or something on the ground uh, where this thing apparently landed. And I don't see why, uh, you know, the people that live there wouldn't give permission to show that, you know, uh, something that huge. Um you know, who knows? Maybe that's all it is. Maybe the people that live there just didn't want anything of their private property shown. But that just seems a little odd to me. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, but going back to Giants, and we talked about this at my coffee house event last night. Uh, Genesis 6 says that the sons of God came down to the daughters of men and bore children by them. These are the giants of old, the men of renown. And the sons of God, there's different views on this, but um, I believe the oldest view and the one that I hold is that the sons of God are angels. And in the book of Jude, it also says that the angels left their first estate. Um, and in, in Job, I believe it's chapter 1, or two, like early on in Job, it says that Satan came to the, to the throne of, or the sons of God were gathered around the throne and, and Satan was among them. Um, and so uh, there seems to be a lot of evidence of sons of God, meaning angels, the B'nai Elohim. So that's not what this topic is about, but it's kind of interesting. And um, 
some people wonder, like when it says, as the days of Lot and Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And um, with all the reports, and I'm sure there's a lot of fakes out there, so I'm not jumping to any conclusions, but there's so many reports for many, many years, like 60 years or so, and also around the world of people claiming to be abducted by something they think is an alien, some kind of creature. Um, and it's very interesting, and I kind of wonder if that is in the last 60 years or 70 years or whatever, if that's exactly what was happening in um, the days of Lot and Noah, you know, with the Nephilim and stuff. And, and if they're doing the same thing and uh, they say that the giants were, you know, in, in like Goliath was six cubits tall, which is about nine feet, six cubits in a span. So some say over nine feet. Um, when I was a kid at church, they, that the pastor that was talking about it said nine and a half feet tall. So that's kind of what I always thought. And, um, and then when the Israelites went into, uh, they saw the Anakim or the Anak in, in another passage, it describes these giants and says that they, you know, the Israelites were as grasshoppers in their sight. Now, I think that's an exaggeration, but it is also um, telling you that these were giant creatures, giant humans or Nephilim or whatever, you know, half human, half angel or something, you know. And so in this 911 call, he said they were like eight, nine, ten feet tall, you know, which is quite interesting. So look that up. Let's you know, keep an eye on it. There's many other stories. And I thought that I would start this episode with that because that's a pretty recent uh, news item. All right. So let's get on to uh, this topic, which is kingdoms of this world. We're going to start with Daniel chapter two. In the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His spirit had troubled and his sleep his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. Then the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans be summoned to tell the king his dreams. Uh, now, the context of this, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, and the Babylonians had captivated Israel. Had, had, Israel was in captivity now and run by the Babylonians. So that's a little bit of context. Um, and the king said to them, I had a dream and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans said to the king of Arama Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, the word from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you shall be torn limb from limb, and your houses shall be laid in ruins. But if you show the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from the gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and its interpretation. Now, uh, I wonder 
if he knew if he maybe he forgot his dream he knew there was something you know some vision some dream that he had that he doesn't remember but he he felt that it was something important or he or he did remember it but he was testing these wise men and sorcerers to see if they really didn't interpret the dream because if they had the gift of interpretation they should be able to tell him what the dream was as well they answered a second time and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will show its interpretation. The king answered and said, I know with certainty that you are trying to gain time because you see that the word from me is firm. If you do not make the dream known to me, there is but one sentence for you. You have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the times end, times change. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can show me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can meet the king's demand, for no great and powerful king has asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or Chaldean. The thing that the king asks is difficult, and no one can show it to the king except the gods, whose dwelling is not with flesh. Because of this, the king was angry and very furious, and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out, and the wise men were about to be killed, and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree of the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the matter known to Daniel, and Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him at a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is the darkness, what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went in to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. 
Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste, and said thus to him, I have found among the exiles the, from Judah a man who will make known to the king the interpretation. The, ting, the king declared to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, I guess that was Daniel's Babylonian name, Are you able to make known to me the dream that I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king and said, No wise man, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show the, to the king the mystery that the king has asked. But there is God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in bed are these. To you, O king, as you lay in bed came thoughts of what would be after this, and he who reveals mysteries made known to you what is to be. But as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be known to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. You saw, O king, and behold, a great image. This image, mighty and of exceeding brightness, stood before you, and the appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold all together were broken in pieces, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind, the wind carried them away, so that not a trace of them could be found." But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. You, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power and the might and the glory, and into whose hand he has given, wherever they dwell, the children of man, the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven, making you rule over them all. You are the head of gold. Another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you, and yet a kingdom, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, because iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things, and like iron that crushes, it shall break and crush all these. And as you saw the feet of feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be a divided kingdom, but some of the firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw iron mixed with the soft clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they will mix with one another in marriage.
but they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay and in the days of those kings the god of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed nor shall the kingdom be left to another people it shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end and it shall stand forever just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand and that it broke in pieces the iron the bronze the clay the silver and the gold a great god has made known to the king what shall be after this the dream is certain and its interpretation sure now I, I know it says that the king Nebuchadnezzar is the head of gold but I, I think more directly because in the context it's saying that the other ones are kingdoms so I think that king and kingdom are kind of simultaneous you know Nebuchadnezzar was the um, the representative of you know uh, the kingdom of Babylon he was the king and so when they said you are the head of gold it's talking also about Babylon now first of all let's we have to look at history what was future at the time and and Bab Nebuchadnezzar was around 500 BC okay so that that gives you kind of an idea and the kingdom that came in and um, and defeated Babylon was the Medes and the Persians and um, that was the arm um, let me f find it uh, I always forget what the metals are here um, the head of the let's see, its chest and arms of silver and that is uh, yeah the Medes and the Persians its middle and thighs of bronze which would be Greece so Greece is the kingdom that defeated the Medes and the Persians and then its legs of iron would be after Greece which was Rome now the part that is debatable and we'll get more into this uh, later on is the uh, feet of iron mingled with clay so this is where it gets a little confusing um, and I have a theory on it as well but we do know that the whatever the iron mingled with clay is is something with iron in it so something of the Roman system is a part of it and it exists until Christ starts his kingdom on earth now some believe the preterist view and and uh, we've talked about that I think in a previous episode um, the sign, the you know the different views of revel or end times eschatology views. Um, some are preterists, which means that they believe that the kingdom that was set up was the church. So back in the first century, uh, when Christ raised from the dead, and then you had Pentecost, and then the the kingdom of God started, the millennium started. I don't take that view. But that would be uh, one view. And um, we're going to get more into some of my theories, some of the possible theories uh, later when we discuss the four beasts. Because this is a parallel passage in Daniel chapter 7. 
So let's move over to Daniel 7 and see what it says. In the first year of Belteshazzar, Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. So this time it's Daniel having a dream. Then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel declared, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea, and four great beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then as it looked its wing then as I looked, its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. And the mind of a man was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one, like a bear. It was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I looked, and behold, another like a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back. And the beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Considering, I considered the horns, and behold, they came up among them another horn a little one before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots and behold in his horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things as i looked thrones were placed and the ancient of days took his seat his clothing was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool his throne was fiery f flames its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were open. I looked then, because the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking, and as I looked, the beast was killed, and its body destroyed, and given over to be burned with fire. As the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, and all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me, was anxious, and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four beasts are four kings who shall arise out of the earth. 
But the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possessions, or, and possess the kingdom forever and ever. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with its teeth of iron and claw of bronze, and which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. And about the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn that came up, and before which three of them fell, the horn that had eyes and a mouth that speak, spoke great things, and that seemed greater than its companions. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints, and prevailed over them, until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High, and the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth, and trample it down, and break it to pieces. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones, and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and a half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away, to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me, and my color changed. But I kept the matter in my heart. Now I wanted to make some comparisons and some contrasts between Daniel 2 and Daniel 7. Most scholars that I've heard say that these are the same kingdoms. And that's very possible. There, you know, there's four or five on each. You know, you got the head of gold, the uh, sh shoulders and chest of uh, bronze, the uh, or silver. Uh, I can't remember the the stomach and waist of uh, silver, and then the legs of iron, and then you have the iron mingled with clay. So that's five. Now with the beast, there's four beasts. And then ten king kings come out of that. So, it's 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 not exactly the same number. And also, one difference is that with the four with the I'm sorry with the statue, it tells us that the head of gold is Babylon, and that the succeeding kingdoms empires after that are what they are. And I define that and that seems pretty straightforward to me and so through history we can tell that now it gets a little sketchy after rome and uh and i talked about that earlier but we do know that the feet of iron mingled with clay ends with the stone which is the son of man or or jesus uh coming back and tearing up all those kingdoms now as for this beast the four beasts it 
when Daniel asks for the interpretation, it does not say who the the uh, the first beast is, which is the lion with eagle's wings. It just says these are four kings that shall arise out of the earth. So it indicates that none of these are around yet. Now, is it possible that uh, the the lion with eagle's wings is the Medes and Persian Persians? That the bear is um, the next one, which would be Greece, and the leopard with I, I don't know that doesn't seem right. <laughs> that the leopard would be Rome, and that uh, the final beast would be you know the iron mingled with clay. I don't know, but uh, the other possibility is that these are four separate kingdoms, except for the final beast is in um, compatibility with the iron mingled with clay. And I say that because they exist at the same time. So then the question is, are they the same kingdoms? Um, I think they might be because you have feet of iron mingled with clay. Uh, you have 10 toes, right? And then you have 10 horns. Now it doesn't say anything about the, the toes being horns and it doesn't say anything about an 11th toe springing up or anything. It just says that, that they exist that the, at the time of these kings. Um, and so, um, so the, those are things to consider. But we do know that in the feet of iron mingled with clay and the final beast, the, the ten horn, seven heads, ten horns, uh, both of them are defeated by the Son of Man. And I believe this is at the second coming of Christ. And the raptured saints and those who are you know those who are raptured up or risen resurrected will become a great army to fight against his um you know to, to to fight against the enemies and so that's basically what i think so i do think that's a parallel now what the lion with eagle's wings is i don't know uh i think this is pretty interesting um, first of all, it could be Babylon because if you see Babylonian statues, sometimes there is a um, a lion with eagle's wings. That is a typical Babylonian statue. Another theory I heard is that the lion is uh, England and that the eagle's wings, which are plucked off and gained two feet, is the United States. I find that one very intriguing. I don't know if that's true. And then it says a man's heart was given to it. Now, could that be? Well, I, I'll get back to that. But um, but then with the, uh, yeah. And then the bear could be Russia, which is, you know, interesting to consider. Um, because Russia... Does, is symbolized by the bear. Now, the leopard with four wings, I've heard different things. I've heard some people say it's Germany, and they've had two, how many Reichs so far? Three Reichs. I think the third Reich was in the 40s, and they're supposed to have a fourth Reich. That's what one interpretation. The other one I've heard is that it is um, Muslim, Islam. You know, uh, so I don't know, but it. You know, the, I'm not sure. But the point is, I don't know who those other three kings kingdoms are. But we know that this final beast, dreadful and terrible, is the one that will be here at the time that Christ returns and sets up his kingdom. 
So I'm going to get more into what uh, I, you know, some some theories on who these kings, these uh, last kingdoms are, right after this song of the day. This is a song by Destiny Lab called United Babylon. The United Nations is a complex body of networking hundreds and hundreds of new age groups, political activists that want to bring in the merging of religion. And we're warned in the Bible, our spiritual ideas have to merge to lift up this person who's going to get mankind to believe that he is the Christ. Flesh of the titans, black plagues, white like sharks, take the bait, snake by the neck, stake straight through the heart, avoid the mark, poisonous infect, ready to transmit, inject willing subjects, disinformation, fall of a class, got them locked up across the globe, calling the shots, politicians, empirical thoughts, gorillas march, it's a cold calculation, showing the claws, puppet masters, making you wrong, keeping you dumb and afraid, Taking your freedoms away, playing the same game, raising you from cradle to grave. Create a nameless, faceless mass of some late. It's the fate of our nation. Decade away, another faded page of the past, taking a shape another great falling kingdom. Late to waste, laying the blame on the sins of man. Carried the shame, turn our backs on the creator, praising ourselves instead of him. Accelerating chain reactions, a separation from the truth and faith, creating war and pain. Vain, digging the grave, rain of delusion. Memories wane, hard to maintain, it's so confusing Paving our way to judgment day and revelation Wrath of the king, but also grace and salvation for those who believe The United Nations is part of that conditioning process The whole point of unifying spiritually is to globalize the sort of one world religion To have the idea that through a like-minded mind consciousness Destruction, dog and magog of nations, Nimrod affliction, son of perdition, reflections, nesting, Masonic liaisons, brazen, bold faced Apollyons, in infiltration, wages of war, demonic soldiers, drafted and trained against God's kingdom, a cool confusion, silent attack, use evolution, destroy creation, annihilate, eliminate Judeo Christian tradition, foundations, connections to the true God of wisdom, manipulate through education and imitate science. Filter the brains, invade the system Campaign agendas, listeners lost Images graven, ingrained inside Malign invasions, affiliated divisions Fulfilled prophetic sessions Of alien hearts beating with sounds of revelation Fully prepared with the foundation Ready for anything Post-mid or pre-tribulation Burning our shields and swords Creating plows for fields We stand for peace and stages at no hesitation It's in these time the curtain raises Face to face with an excuse The pipers pay the fire blazes Rally the troops from far off places Gather at the valley of truth And hear the shouting of our praises The major driving force behind the idea of the United Nations and world government is the occult Once again, that is United Babylon by uh, Destiny Lab So check them out I believe that's the al- from the album Naturally Selected So I really like their stuff Okay, so um, these final kingdoms, and I'm going to give some descriptions that are given between uh, the iron mingled with clay and the ten-horned beast. Now, the iron mingled with clay is said to be weak because it's divided. 
which is kind of contradictory to the beast with ten horns. And is it possible that the kingdoms that come out of it... Um, that Okay, so here's some language that is used. The beast with ten horns is said to trample the whole earth. But then it says the eleventh horn springs up and these kings uh, take over. These ten horns take over at that point. Uh, and the eleventh horn uh, subdues three of them. So is it possible that because, you know, when you look at the legs of iron, it talks about the iron trampling under its feet. So some might suggest that the legs of iron and the beast, the ten horn beast is, or the final beast is the, uh, is Rome. And then the eleventh the horn springs up and subdues three and rules with those kings after that. So that comes later. Um, and and that the iron mingled with clay is the ten toes that come after Rome. Um, I don't know. That's kind of an interesting way to consider it. Um, or the um, legs of iron is Rome and the iron mingled with clay is something after. So the beasts... Um, you know, whatever the lion with eagle's wings and those first three are, I'm not sure. But uh, but then if we were to take into consideration that the, you know, that the, the days of the kings are both with when Christ returns and sets up his kingdom, it's kind of interesting to consider uh, that. So they might be divided, but also very powerful and unlike anything else. So it's a combination of those things. And the, the fact that there's iron in it tells me that the Roman system or something that took over Rome or came out of Rome, it continued on, but mixed with other things. So, um, so I, I had some theories about that. So let's think about what came after Rome or what um, overpowered Rome. And some of the theories that I've heard, first of all, would be the Roman Catholic Church and um, or the Holy Roman Empire, etc. And, and that exists to this very day. And that was a common view among the reformers, the Protestants, um, because they were coming out of the Catholic Church. And so one of the common views is that Rome continued through the, the Pope. And that was a belief that they held. Um, so that would be one uh, thing that would come out of. And, and they've conquered the whole earth, if you think about it. The Catholic Church is one of the top two or three religions in the world, along with Protestant Christianity and Islam. Uh, number two would be um, a revived Roman Empire or the European Union, as a lot of people say. Uh, that, uh, you know, so, so the Roman empire just disappeared and it'll come back at the last days. So that's another thought, another thing that people, uh, speculate on. Um, let me think a third one that I heard was, um, the Germanic tribes 
or actually, this is not a common one, but this is a theory that I've heard. Um, some actually go as far as to say that there were 10 German Germanic tribes <laughs> that became 10 nations. Well, I don't know which 10 they are, and it, you know, that's kind of um, beside the point. But out of this, um, you know, you think about who sacked Rome. It was Germanic tribes. And and then who took over Europe? It was Germanic tribes, which became several nations. Um, and then one of the nations, or actually, let's not one, but several nations in the Americas. So all the New World, which had Native Americans there at one point from other places, um, were taken over by uh, all European or, or Germanic tribes. So you had your Spanish, your English, your, uh, you know, French, and even some Portuguese settlements, etc., right? And um, they eventually took over all of the Americas, and then the British Empire at one point could be said that the empire never sets on the British Empire. There was a time that they took over South America and uh, India and Australia. And uh, that was all part of the British Empire or the United Kingdom or however you want to say that. And... Um, you know, one of the things about the final beast is that it tramples the whole world under its feet. Now, I don't think that's it, but no empire had been that widespread up to that point. Now, coming out of the British Empire, as you had settlements in the Americas, you had what became the most powerful nation in the world today, and that is the United States. And so... You can look at it as through the Germanic tribes, you begin to form some of the most powerful, successful nations in the world. Um, and one of which became the most powerful nation, and that is the United States. Now, probably on another episode, I'm going to share um, some clips from a documentary about the New Atlantis. It's actually a series, um, and I can't remember the name of the the whole documentary, but one of them is called The Hidden Faith of Our Founding Fathers. Another one's called The Rise of the Phoenix or something like that. But it discusses how there were plans hundreds and hundreds of years ago to make North America the new Atlantis and um, how the founding fathers were all Freemasons and occultists and that they had these plans to create the new world order here and um, and it has become the most powerful nation in the world now in New York City we have the basis for the United Nations you know after World War One you had the League of Nations which was fairly weak and then after World War Two you had the United Nations which has been around ever since the World War Two and more nations have been added to it over time, and they've had discussions and, and all this stuff. And um, and now there's been a lot of talk about the New World Order, going back to uh, the, the printing of the dollar bill says New World Order on it, but also George Bush Sr. talked about the New World Order, and every president since then, and maybe some before that. 
but that's been a huge topic. And now on YouTube, you can find what is called the World Governing Summit. And I'm not exactly sure where that's based. But my main point, going back to what comes out of Rome or what takes over Rome, is the Germanic tribes, which leads to the United States. So that's a, a big theory. The other one that I have is that um, you take the other part of the Roman Empire, which was North Africa and the Middle East. Um, now, these were taken over by Arabs, which became Islamic nations, with the exception of Israel. And, and this is the part of the Roman Empire that Israel was and has become a nation today. So there is that idea that maybe Islam, which is also one of the most popular religions in the world, has also conquered the whole earth in some sense. You know, they have, there's is, Islam or Muslims all over the world now. And so that could possibly be, and, and there's some, you know, intriguing things about that. You know, the Arabs take are in control of what is, you know, where Babylon was. So the idea of mystery Babylon being, you know, if you look at literal Babylon, it's where Iraq is. And, um, you know, so is that a possibility as well? Sure it is. And they've, you know, they don't have necessarily political or military, the the most powerful political or military. And they themselves are divided, you know, and, and you talk about a divided kingdom, right? The United States is a divided kingdom amongst two parties. But, um, you know, the United uh, Nations is also divided, but yet very a power, very powerful organization um and we don't know how everything's going to unfold moving forward but um but using bible prophecy as a tool we know that um it's something after rome or something that came out of rome um now the other one i didn't mention here i think i mentioned it briefly before was the preterist view that is that the iron mingled with clay is basically an extension of the Roman Empire, but divided, and it's continued to this day. And it, or, or no, it's it's basically been destroyed, and the church has now become the kingdom, the kingdom that has destroyed the kingdoms of this world. Um, so that would be a preterist view there. I personally, as of right now, I lean towards the. Uh, Germanic tribes, which became the powerful nations of Europe and the United States and the Americas. Um, the United States has military bases all over the world. It's probably the most powerful military in the history of the world. And it is the one that is pushing for the New World Order and where the United Nations sits and all that stuff. So, as of right now, I believe the United States is the final beast empire. Now, we'll, we will see how that unfolds. That's what I believe. And, um, and so that is a theory. And I think in the next episode, we're going to get more into this final beast. And we're going to play some, ki some clips from that those documentary series to get more in depth on why I believe that. 
And, um, yeah, so we're going to continue the End Time series next. And thank you all, and have a wonderful day. This is the most awesomest podcast of all time. I'm your host, Rob Hendrick. This podcast is brought to you by Proverbs 16.18. Rob, go for instruction. Ah.